May mercy and grace and peace be yours from God, our Father, and through his Son, his risen, ascended Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Names matter. These names matter because these lives matter. Nineteen fourth grade students and two teachers from Robb Elementary in Uvalde. Nevea Bravo, Jacqueline Cazares, McKenna Elrod, Jose Flores, Eliana Garcia, Uzziah Garcia, Amiri Garza, Xavier Lopez, J.C. Leovanos, Tess Mata, Miranda Mathis, Alethea Ramirez, Annabel Rodriguez, Mayate Rodriguez, Alexandria Rubio, Leila Salazar, Ayla Seguero, Eliana Torres, Rogelio Torres, Irma Garcia, and Eva Morales. And your name matters too. It matters a great deal, but above all, the name of Christ Jesus matters. May the Holy Spirit give us attentive ears and expectant hearts to ponder the word of God this morning, his word recorded in Acts 1 and Revelation 22 and John 17. People God dearly loves. Let's start with the first reading from Acts chapter 1. There are lots of names here. I counted 20 different people, and I know, yes, there are two named Judas. One is the son of James, one we know as Iscariot. But the key name is Jesus. He called the original 12 to follow him. He gave his life away on Calvary, and as we celebrated just three days ago, he was taken up. He ascended to the Father's right hand, 40 days after his victory over the grave. In the 10 days between Ascension and Pentecost, Peter directs this small cluster of believers, well, as many as 120, Luke tells us in Acts, to choose a man to take the place of the betrayer, to be a new witness of Christ's resurrection. Two of them fit the criteria. Joseph, called Barsabbas, and also Justus, and then Matthias. Both have been part of this larger group of followers of Jesus since John's baptism, and both of them have seen the risen Savior. They pray. They trust God to have already chosen the twelfth disciple. So they cast lots in whatever way they did. And Matthias is the one added to the eleven. This is a reason some names matter more. The Holy Spirit wants us to know this story and remember these names because they are part of the great salvation story. And that's enough to affirm. Now the gospel reading for this seventh Sunday of the Easter festival season. These are the closing verses of John 17 and the closing sentences of Jesus' high priestly prayer. Much has happened in that upper room on Thursday, Monday, Thursday evening. The Passover table has been prepared. 
Jesus has taken the towel and basin and knelt to wash the feet of his own disciples. He has spoken of betrayal. And the disciples have cried out, Surely not I, Lord. He has dipped the bread in the chariseth and handed it to Judas. He has given them a new supper, the meal of the new covenant. He has taught and assured them. Jesus has prayed for them and for us too. This is the first verse of today's gospel. I do not ask for these only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. Jesus, the faithful and obedient son, prays to God the Father. This is verse 26. I made known to them your name, and I will continue to make it known that the love with which you have loved me may be in them and I in them. This is what our Lord Jesus prayed that night and what he still prays this morning, that God the Father, who is one with the Son in purpose, though not in personhood, would unite all believers in the faith, that the Father's glory given to the Son from eternity would be our glory too, which means that all who trust in Christ Jesus for salvation already share the glory of belonging to the Father's family and will share the glory of dwelling in heaven forever. And this happens because of the great love of God the Father. It is proven in sending his Son, who loves us so much that he accepted the sacrifice of his death on the cross. This honors the Father's name and shows the honor of the Father's name. When we are called by name as his dearly loved children, brothers and sisters of our Lord Jesus Christ, there is glory affirmed, there is name granted. And this brings us to Revelation 22, portions of this last chapter of the last book of Holy Scripture. Look again, maybe now, maybe later, at verses 1 and 2. The angel shows the Apostle John a great river, clear as crystal. This water of life flows from the throne shared by God the Father and Jesus the Lamb. It floods the main street of the city, not destructive like the floods we know, but life-giving because there is a tree of life nourished by this water of life. It is unusual and distinctive, this tree. It stands somehow on both sides of the river, and it is always in season. It bears 12 different kinds of fruits. One ripens every month, and its leaves never turn reddish gold as they do up north or gray-green as the live oak leaves do down here in south Texas. The leaves stay bright green because they are constant and continual healing for all nations. But here's what I confess to you, and this is your confession also. I look and you look for healing in the wrong places. I look and you look for healing by saying, if only I could do this, if only I could find the right answer, if only I could act in a different, more pious way, if 
only I could prove to God that I am worthy of his love, of sharing his glory, of bearing his name. Every time that I think or say or believe that, the focus is here. And salvation becomes my prize, my doing, my achievement. But there is good news. There is good news for you and for me today. The good news is this. You matter to God. I matter to God. Even when we look for healing in the wrong places inside of ourselves instead of on the cross. The good news is this. We are loved. You and I are loved Not because of what we do, but in spite of what we do. The good news is this. Your name matters. My name matters. How do we know this? Because of what we heard last Sunday from Revelation 21. Our names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Tomorrow, you know, is Memorial Day. Even as we remember 21 names, 21 people from Uvalde. There are other names, other people we remember. Those who have died for the sake of freedom. How many of you have been to the wall in Washington, D.C.? How many of you have looked for a name and taken pencil and paper and made a rubbing and etching of that? I have. His name is Brent Law. And his name matters. My father had his funeral service in the summer of 1970 at St. Peter Lutheran Church in St. John's, Michigan, the summer before my freshman year of high school. Our names matter. Because of the one who bears the name above every name, our names matter. Because we are called by name, in the water of holy baptism by the powerful triune name. Our names matter because of this inspired word spoken to and through the prophet Isaiah is for us. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. Our names matter because Jesus is the good shepherd who calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Our names matter because of the name that was nailed to the cross of Golgotha above Jesus' head. It should have been my name and your name because of our guilt. But it was Jesus' name for our forgiveness. And that tree, that splintered and barren and dead tree, leads us to the tree of life, ever-living, ever-blooming, ever-fruit-producing, ever healing, this tree of life awaits us in the new heavens and the new earth. For then and there, we will see the face of our Lord God. Then and there, we will have new eyes with perfect vision to see our Redeemer. Then and there, I will get my first and only tattoo, Christ's holy and making holy name on my forehead. This is what we long for. Even as we are marked now on our brows with the sign of the cross, which marked Anna Joan, for there and then the name that is above every name will be on our resurrected bodies. Names matter. All names matter. But one name, 
The saving name of Jesus matters most of all in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.